0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com As we look through the Megillah, we see something absolutely fascinating when it comes to Achashverosh. Firstly, it's Vayi Bimeach Achashverosh. He's just a commoner. Afterwards, who Achashverosh He's the Achashverosh who rules from Haidu to Kush. And what's he doing? By Vayam Haheim in those days, Kersheveh Samelech Achashverosh. The prefix Chaf. In Hebrew, in Lashna HaKadosh, means like, as if. It's as if Ahasuerus is sitting on his throne in Shushan HaBira. Is he? Is he not? You look through the Megillah, and everything that Ahasuerus seems to do is ka. It's with a chaf. Sh'ti ain't What else does Ahasuerus do? He also always consults with his advisors. It seems like Ahasverosh himself is never really making any decisions at all. He's always speaking to the chachamim, to the wise people, the one that know the times. What do I do with my wife? Kedas! Malah says Pavat Mal Again, the chaf again. And in fact, when Ahasverosh calms down again, after he's been given the advice to send Vashti away, or potentially to kill her as well, and appoint someone else as king, beginning of the second chapter when, as if the wrath of Ahasuerus subsided he remembers what he's done he's filled with tremendous regret so he's advised again take a beautiful girl the story of Purim unfolds we know Esther is taken against her will she's totally passive Esther doesn't really know what to do. Mordechai is there to send her messages. She never reveals her identity, which is always a source of consternation to Achashverosh. Who is this woman really? Achashverosh gives the power over to Haman. He elevates him above everybody else. Interestingly enough, when Haman wants to do away with the Jews, he says that old anti Semitic trope, they're different to everybody else. They don't observe the king's laws, <laughs> they're always off work because it's Shabbos and Yantam says the Targum, well, yeah, you don't need them around. If it pleases the king, let it be recorded that they should be destroyed. I'm going to pay you for it. Look what Ahasuerus says back. He never accepts. He removes the signet ring and he just hands it over to him and says, Do what you want with the juice. I don't want any responsibility. Because Ahasuerus never makes any decisions of his own. He's always outsourcing his decisions to others. The whole Purim story unfolds. Esther Hamalka is ultimately able to put a plan into practice at her third attempt. Originally, she goes into uh, Tachashvira against the rules, not invited, invites to a meal. She comes to the first meal. She doesn't seem to know what to do. She's stumbling over her words, invites them to another meal. Maybe something will happen in between this first meal and the second meal that will change because she does not know what to do. And indeed, that night... Balailahu, the king can't sleep this Hashem is stirring things up the whole turnaround with Haman and, Achaz, and Mordechai Haman leading Mordechai through the streets and then Haman after that degradation after having a chamber pot overturned on his head is invited after he's washed himself down and a hair wash. He goes to the second meal. And now look at this. Hamalka, What do you want? You can have everything apart from the base. Which is fascinating because he doesn't even know she's Jewish. And she says like this. I've got something to ask for. If I found favour in your eyes, O king, if it pleases the king, that my life be granted to me as my request and my people as my petition. I've been, we've been sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain and exterminated. If it would have just been slaves and maidservants, I'd have been quiet because the adversary is not worthy of the king's damage. Fascinating. Number one, Esther's say, saying something crazy. Do you know what? Sell us into slavery. But even more preposterous is Achashverosh's response. Who is it? Who is it? Who's the one that dared to do this? And here's the amazing thing. Says the Gemara, when Sarva is, Ish An adversary and an enemy, she was pointing right to Achashverosh. Comes along on the Malach and smooths her hand. And says, "Haman The wicked Haman. And Haman realizes the game is up. But it's not just Haman that realises the game is up. And the king rose the first time in the he does something for himself. He goes and he runs outside. And he has a moment where everything changes for Achashverosh. He realises what he's done wrong. Why? Esther Hamalka is pointing at him and says, you're the one that did this. You made it happen. And do you know what? Achashverosh... It wasn't even good for you in the first place. If you would have been slaves, it would have at least been a benefit for you. But what do you gain from killing the Jews? This was never good for you. You've been manipulated, or more importantly, you've allowed yourself to be manipulated. Perhaps the story of Purim, the turnaround, is actually the Tikkun of Achashverosh. Where well, Akashverish starts after that point to make decisions for himself. Nasan Amelach Achashverish Esther HaMalke, gives over the house of Haman to, to, to Esther Hamalka. Mordechai comes in, he gives the ring directly to Mordechai. He never puts the ring back on his finger, he gives it straight to Mordechai. And at the end, right at the end of the beginning, you see that Akashverish actually raises a tax. In the beginning, he was lowering taxes to make himself popular. Right now he's raising a tax. He's doing something for himself, he's taking control. Volnogon says, "Achshverish is a marshal for the Eitzahara. The Eitzahara that will try to deny responsibility. They will always try and evade responsibility. At the end of it all, Achshverish assumes responsibility. Perhaps that's what Mordechai was telling Esther in the first place. If you're quiet at this time and you step back, the Jews will be okay. But what will be with you? This is your time, Esther, to step up and take responsibility. How's it going to work? Hashem will sort that out. But you have to take responsibility. Perhaps if there's a lesson that we can learn from the Guinness Esther it's the importance of owning our choices owning our decisions taking responsibility for our actions and being accountable rather than being like a Yitzhahara. A Yitzhahara says well I don't know anything about it it wasn't me. That's what it's about. Ultimately the tikkun The rectification is about everyone that needs to take responsibility in this story takes responsibility. And that's how the Jewish people are saved. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.